Well, hello, Rick Dancer. Um, this is kind of a little impromptu show we're doing here. Um, if somebody asked me today, <clears throat> we were talking about that Betsy Johnson, Senator Betsy Johnson was on our show last night and had a profound impact on people. Um, I am, my email is blowing up. Um, I've got um, <clears throat> liberal Democrats, I've got uh, independents, I've got non-affiliated voters, and I've got uh, conservative voters all saying, if Betsy Johnson would run for governor, we would vote for it. And Betsy's a, a Democrat. Uh, she was on our show last night talking about all kinds of stuff from COVID to the state of the state of Oregon, um, <clears throat> talking about tribalism, uh, talking about the fact that we can't work together anymore, that it's now about um, messaging and narrative and worrying. And I think what I took out of that last night the most was that um, it's what's gotten lost in Oregon politics and the conversation is a love for Oregon. Got a lot of people that love to move up the chain, love to move up the ladder, um, love to have all the attention, um, love to have control, but do they really love Oregon? And I think what people saw in Betsy last night was uh, a long, she's been in the legislature for decades. Her family, her parents were, her dad, I think it was, was in the legislature. Um, she's grown up in this state. She truly loves Oregon. So when she makes a decision, it's not about Democrats or it's not about Republicans. It's about um, Oregon. Is it good for Oregon? So people have been asking me, young people, which excites me. They're coming on and going, but Rick, how do you even start? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you make an impact in, in the world of politics? And um, so that, that's what I wanted to talk real briefly about, because we have a show tonight. We're going to be checking in with Cottage Grove. We've got a lot of stuff going on tonight. But I wanted to just do this because when, when this friend of mine said that, he's like 26 years old, has no idea how you would do this. And I thought, well, who would? The only reason I do is because I worked in television news and then I actually did run for secretary of state. So I've been there and done that. Um, I, I think what's happened is we've one of the and I don't think I know what's happened. We've lost um, any kind of balance in Oregon. So now what we have is a super majority. And um, part of that's because of redistricting. Um, these are my opinions. Part of that's because when uh, Secretary of State many years ago redrew the lines, uh, he cheated. And he drew the lines so that it benefited his party, Democrats. So now you have pieces of, of, of Portland where it used to be like seven or so places came into Portland. Now you have 18 different areas around Portland that all are rural areas and they link into Portland. So that way, the votes are going to be skewed to the direction of one party. So the danger, and I don't think the danger of a one party uh, super majority is that what we're looking to right now, there's no balance. There's no conversation. There's no um, debate. There's no discussion. And Betsy talked about this last night. Um, so we've lost that. And so what we need is to bring balance back, but you're not going to have that happen overnight. Um, there's some redistricting things going on this year that hopefully we can get those lines drawn so it's fair. I mean, who likes to, who wants a cheating competition? I mean, I wouldn't want to win the race for Secretary of State cheating. <laughs> you know, I mean, that kind of takes away some of the joy. I think it's supposed to be a competition where I'm not going to try to get a line ahead. Uh, you know, I want to do a fair and square, but if it's not fair and square, um, that's a problem. And we do need to look at that. But let me go back to my original idea. So how does somebody start? How do we get some young people, some millennials, some folks like that um, into politics um, on the on the on the vote, 
so they can do this. And, and what you do is you start with small positions. You get appointed to a board, um, Willamette Lane, um, City of Eugene Park board. You got the planning committee boards. Uh, there's tons of little boards and they always need people on them. Um, sub, Springfield Utility Board, uh, eWeb. There's all kinds of boards and places and you start with a non-elected position. So you go in and serve and find out what you're really in for with this. And then a water board position comes up that's voted on and you run for that and you never have an opponent. So you're going to probably win. So you do things like that. Then you move your way up. So then the next thing, you know, um, you get on and, uh, and you do a city council or in a small town like Eugene or Springfield or Coburg or, or Cresswell or Cottage Grove, Cottage Grove, uh, Cameron was telling me from KKND the other day that they had, um, the more people, applying for a one city council position than they've ever had in years. And I think it's because people now are seeing um, what happened with COVID, what happens when you give politicians too much power and they're trying to get in there and make a change. And that's how it starts. You have got to start at the smaller levels and then work your way up. Um, now I started at secretary of state because I've been on TV and almost won that position, but I started, I'd been on TV. So I already had a place to, to go. I had, I was known and I had a record of who I was. Um, hold on. Where's our, where's our shirts, Mr. Dancer? I haven't seen none yet. Um, are you talking about the shirts we're giving away tonight? That's tonight on the show. This is just a little impromptu show. Hi, Sharon from Monroe. And seems like a long time people need change now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Well, we've been apathetic for a lot of years. Um, young JC's is where I started. So yeah, the, the JC clubs, um, Get involved in Rotary so you're meeting people. Um, those are the ways you kind of networking groups. There's a ton of great networking groups. So you start getting involved and find out how to get impact in your community. Then you start working your way up. And, and this is going to take a time. It took us, what, what, 20 years to get here to this place of dysfunction. And it's going to take time to get it back. That doesn't mean we sit on our hands and don't do anything. And I think um, I, I want to play a bite for you last night from what what this is. This is the problem in Oregon about tribalism. And uh, this is from the interview with Bessie Johnson last night. Watch. Yeah, but Rick, you've been around long enough. Uh, and I a, you're a native son of Oregon and a keen observer of what's going on in this state. We have become so tribal on everything. Yep. Um, if you question, for example, one of the, quote, police reform bills, you're a racist. If you don't get vaccinated, you're one of the bad guys and are perpetuating the demise of Oregon. Um, we are assigning names to activities. I mean, tell me how a peaceful protest is breaking out the windows in the Oregon Historical Society. Exactly. It, uh, but we're so quick to jump to the to the you're a bad guy conclusion. And, you know, from your years in politics, that it can no longer be a thoughtful disagreement among people who are approaching the same problem from different perspectives. I got to grind you into pace to make my point. Grind you into pace to make my point. And see, and that's not Oregon. That's not who we were. And it's not who we want to be. It's who the ideologues are trying to make us turn into. But that's not who we are. Um, you know, when you move into a new area, you should check out kind of what the place is like. You don't go into a new neighborhood and say, hey, you're going to start doing things my way. You go in and you assimilate. Um, but we have people coming into our community, into our state, and they've already destroyed theirs. And now they're trying to do the same thing to Oregon. My opinion. 
So the way to take that back is to first, as Bessie's saying, we got to talk about it. And so, yes, there will be trolls that come on and try to shut me up. And I'm not going to shut up and neither should you. Um, is it making waves? I hope. Um, because we all have a vested interest in this state. And, but do, do we all have a love of it? We may love the scenery and love the idea, uh, but do we really know um, what it is that all people need, rural Oregonians, as well as the urban Oregonians? Yep, no lines of open communication. It's just a big pissing match. That's right, Matt, um, and, and I'm done. Um, I'm looking for people who want to march on. And I tell you, I've had so many people say, you know, Betsy Johnson's got to run for governor. And um, I think so too. I sent her a note today saying, come on, girl, <laughs> you got to get on there. It's called Californication. Well, you know what, Michael, what's really, really sad is now the states around us, Montana, Idaho, um, Nevada, they're calling it when people from Oregon move there, Oregonization. Um, because they see us as coming into their states and are destroying them. So we now have the reputation of being um, the state that nobody wants our citizens to come from because they think the same thing that Oregonians used to think about Californians. Um, which process, Jody, which process are you talking about? Um, this, this thing moves so fast, I don't know what's going on. So, so what I'm talking about is how you get how you make change and start off and i think the way you do start off is you have to start small and start getting involved in listening and going to city council meetings um when i was a reporter i'd be shocked at how you go in and they're talking about a super important bit of information and nobody's there and and they know that um and the legislature knows it they know that people don't show up and and so they just then they just do their business you know quietly and all of a sudden you look up and you're going, why am I paying $14 a gallon for gas? Well, it's because there's like four gazillion uh, gas tax additions on, on your gases, you know, that they put in when you weren't looking. And, um, and they slide stuff in if you're not aware of it, you know. And we used to have this thing called journalism. And we'd have reporters that actually watched that kind of stuff. They actually worked in Salem and watched and reported on it. They were called watchdogs. Now they're lapdogs. And now all they do is repeat whatever they're told because they don't have enough staff to do anything. Um, and they just follow the narrative. They walk into a room with a camera and say, okay, tell me what you want me to know. <laughs> we never did that. You went in and you had questions in your mind about what was going on. And you're always looking for the reason. And that's what we've lost in our culture now. So we have all this stuff going on and it's like, follow the money, follow the money. Why are people lying? Why is the process so messed up? Even with COVID, why is it inconsistent? That's another thing Betsy said yesterday. This has been so inconsistent for businesses. They're dying out there. And I think a lot of them are just going to say, fuck you and not do it. Um, I really do, because I think they're just tired and, and they can't keep up with uh, the whims of the governor. I was just talking to a client an hour ago, making sure we keep our eyes and ears open and participate in public forums. Exactly that. And, and stay involved. And you don't have to be mad about it. And I'm not saying you are. Um, this isn't something to be angry. It's something to be forceful. And there's a difference between that. Um, begin with the end in mind. Start granular. My law enforcement family members in the multiple states have repeatedly said the empty town halls and empty school board meetings speak for themselves. It's, it's actually, that's so true, Danielle. I love that, what you're saying. I was just talking, oh yeah, that's a had you. 
Uh, not me. I'm a longtime Oregonian, born in 52. My grandparents came here in 25. Um, citizen journalisms are all we have left. And that's not a bad thing that we have those left. But um, it's you still need staff, people that, because people like me, I don't have time to go digging around everywhere. Agree to always follow the money. Ryan, you, you know, the, I, and people that don't want to acknowledge that I think are fools. It's like you have to look at you have to look at the bigger picture, and why are if, if something's inconsistent, then you just look away and go, "Well, they said it." And it's like, oh god, people say a lot of shit, and the, and you, of course, Rick, and me, of course. Um, what I'm a businessman. This is my business, and I still bring some of my reporting into it, and uh, and I can do what I want, um, but I. Uh, when I was in the business, we never got away with not getting both sides of a story. And they never get both sides of a story. When these opportunities to speak and votes conversation, positions of power. Yep. Hello, big sky country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Montana's looking good. So is Idaho. But the sad thing is, it's like, um, you know, my, my love is Oregon. I was born and raised here and I love this state and I think we have a lot of potential and I still think they do. And I think that's what Betsy did for a lot of people last night is she, she drew out something that we had thought was dead. And, and uh, you know, here's this woman, 70 some years old, uh, hardcore. Um, I wouldn't mess with her. And, uh, and she just calls it like it is. When was the last time you saw a politician do that? not very often. And she doesn't get a lot of support sometimes from her party either. Um, you know, and, um, and that's the cost. So I think that's one of the things too, is to speak up and speak out. It means you're going to attract the trolls. You're going to have people that disagree with you and that's okay. Not getting both sides of the story since it doesn't fit the government agenda. Um, I, it amazes me, um, that the people that will, how do I, how do I do this without getting all pissy? Um, okay. Here's my question. And I haven't asked it yet because I know it's going to just draw a shit storm. Um, but, it, and I, and I think both are serious. So there's people, uh, the other day I ran into this woman and she was so freaked out because of some of the, um, added damage like COVID people are getting COVID and then they have consistent issues afterwards or having lung issues or things like that. Um, some now this isn't the case because some people don't have anything, but there are some and they hear that story on the news and then that's all they hear. Um, and, and I understand that's a concern. I get that. If I got it, I would be concerned too, but that's kind of what happens. It's not like I can stop that, but, but that's one side. And then, but then the same person is running out to get the vaccine as fast as you can when this is a test vaccine. And I say, how come I'm concerned about both? I'm concerned that if I were to get it, I would get some lung issue maybe, or something happen. But I'm also concerned with the vaccine that it's not, we're testing it now on me. And, but why isn't that as much of a concern as what could happen if you happen to get COVID? I don't understand that. Um, both concern me, but that people can just write one off and not the other um, amazes me. I, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, she's thinking of running for governor. I don't know, Kyle. Um, we're trying to push her into it. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. 
Um, I love Oregon too, Georgia. I really love Oregon, just hate the politics of state government. My county of Lynn County is great. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's gotten so out of whack and so, I, like Betsy said last night, um, just so tribal. And um, to disagree now is like you have to pound the shit out of your opponent uh, to get to, and, and you shouldn't, that's not how it works. That's not how negotiation works. And um, and you, you work deals, so you give and you take just like any other relationship. And so it should be that, that there's a balance of power in Oregon so that when the Republicans come up with a stupid idea, the Democrats can come in and say, well, you know, what if we did this? And they're probably saying, well, what if we did this? And then they do this and then they do that. And then you come up with something that everybody maybe not happy with, but they can live with and work with. And maybe it becomes something that really helps our state. But right now what you have is one party running everything and the Republicans can, they, they have no power. I mean, none. And, and so then you just get one ideology and that takes over the state. And that doesn't represent everybody. Um, I don't even care if it represents 51%, um, a majority. That's still, you, you know, I, 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 I often said this when I ran for office. Um, people say, what are you gonna do for me when you win? I, th I said, I thought when I won, I was governor, or I was secretary of state for all of Oregon. That means Democrats, Green Party, Family Party. So it's not what I do for you, it's what do I do for us? I mean, what do you do for the state? And we forget that. So now the D's get the majority and all they do is what's what's on their agenda. And they're not looking at that there's still a bunch of, there's, there's more people. It, the biggest growing segment of the voting population is the non-affiliated voters like me. We're not at any party. And we're growing faster than the Democrats and faster than the Republicans and faster than the independents. So you better watch the hell up because at some point we're going to be more than you and then you will start listening to us. <laughs> That's how it's going to work. Um, on percentage basis, there's a higher percentage of deaths with the vax than the virus and concerning being careful and understand. See, and then that'll draw a shit storm. But Stacey, that's what I mean, that you, you, people aren't even looking at both. Um, I think that's just insanity. Our kids need normal back. Our small world owners are suffering. Um, you know what, um, I guess I could go here. You know what I'm starting to look at though is um, COVID is really becoming, the, the reaction to COVID is becoming a blessing for me, okay? Now, it's taken a while to get here, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to um, call the governor out and all that kind of stuff in anything I do um, and keep fighting um, for a voice. Um, you know, I, what, what, what bothers me, and Betsy and I talked about this yesterday, is the way she handled this is she did not include all members of the community when she was coming up with um, her plan. Just went to the medical community, didn't bring the business community in, didn't bring anybody else. And um, so then you come up with a plan that doesn't reflect everybody. And I mean, if you're a leader, wouldn't if you're if you're a good leader, wouldn't you bring in people um, from all aspects of life? Beauticians, hair salons. This is going to impact them. Um, people who um, operate theaters and have conversations to say, how do we modify this so that it, it, maybe we can't, but maybe we can make it so we can do this. And that's how you bring this out. But for me, the co the reaction to COVID has become a blessing because you know what. I, I am braver than I ever was. Um, I just, I, it makes, um, I think for Kathy and me, we see exactly what we don't want. And uh, we also know that 
Um, you know, we can care about people and, and ignore those who say, well, you're just going to kill people if you do this and you're just selfish and all that. No, you're just propaganda. And um, you don't know me and you can't say that about me. But you know what I do know? I know that um, there is more going on to this than what's on television and what you're getting from the CDC. And, um, and that's just how it is for me. And so you can call me anything you want, but it just doesn't bother me as much anymore. You know, and my wife and I both say, gosh, you know, we're just uh, this has been we're, we're free, I, you know, and, and that's really weird, isn't it? Because um, one of the things I think we were thinking at first is, Kate Brown, you're taking away my freedom. But really what Kate Brown and her mask police um, and her OSHA people are doing is showing me how to really find freedom and where it is. And. That's been a tough lesson and hard getting here, but I do see um, that I, I'm, I'm honestly, I think I'm more free than I was before because I don't, I care as much about people. I care more about Oregon. Um, I care even more about the voiceless, but I don't care about the noise. And, and the people trying to drag you into their way of thinking. I had someone on here the other day and a uh, nice kid, good guy. But he says, you know, you could be a hero. You could come out and tell everyone to go get vaccinated and you can be a hero. And I wrote back and I said, I'm not trying to be a hero. My goal in life is not to be a hero. You know what all I want? I just want the fucking truth, you know? I want the truth. I'm not looking for a cape or wonder tights or the ability to fly and leap over big buildings. All I want is the truth about what's really going on. Because the truth, as I understand, being a hero traps you, takes away your freedom. Um, being um, someone's puppet takes away your freedom. Um, doing everything for money and for your own selfish purposes takes away your freedom. But the truth, it sets you free. So I'm looking for the truth. And uh, anyway, so we will be back tonight, five o'clock with a fun show um, that should really inspire you. But I, uh, I, just, I just kind of felt like talking to you today a little bit. Um, and uh, I don't know, Chris, in 20 years, when I'm 80 some years old, here comes my train. Um, I would bet that I'm going to be sitting in an art movie theater watching a documentary on all the shit that went on during COVID-19. And we will all sit there. We'll either there will be some of us who will put our heads up and there's going to be some that are putting their heads way down low. And I do hope I'm one of those putting my head up. Um, all right, guys. So uh, this is so interesting to me. No matter what side your opinion lays on, the justification is almost always I'm doing it because I care about people. Yep. I think we all care about people. We just care about them in different ways. And um, that's that's true. You can care about uh, I, I that's what's so, so wrong about this whole thing is when people start making you out because you don't think that this is important, then you don't care about people because that's not true. And, and I can't, I would never go on. And I've, I don't think I've ever, ever told someone 
who is um, really, really frightened of the COVID and what's going on with, uh, um, with, with, you know, and having an opposite view of, of mine on that. I've never thought that he didn't care. Um, but yet some of those same people can turn around and say, well, you don't care because of this. So you're judging me and you don't know my heart and my soul, but I care about the kids mental health. I care also about what's going on with their education for the last year, which has been a total fucking waste. I also care about businesses and it's so easy to say, well, they're not dying. Well, their businesses are dying. And if you've ever owned a business, then you know, it's part of your life and it's how you make a living, you know? And so, yeah, that is important. And so you get to say your idea is more important than, than mine or be, my business is not important. And, and the inconsistencies, why in the hell is it restaurants and gyms? The last report showed all of the cases in Lane County are coming from Eugene, not Springfield, not Cresswell, not Cottage Grove, not Blue River, not McKinsey River, um, not Benita, not Elmira, not Florence, not Dune City, not Mapleton, Eugene. And most of those are from University of Oregon, manufacturing and nursing homes. So if that's where the problem's being found, why don't we do something about that rather than pinning this on the back of restaurants and gyms. That makes absolutely no sense to me. And when you can explain that to me um, and, and, and tell me how that's consistent and how that follows the science, which we keep hearing all about, um, then I might be more willing to listen. But until that happens, I, I don't care. Um, you know, all through the beginning, we heard follow the science, but nobody does. <laughs> We vaccinate teachers before we vaccinate elderly and the elderly are the ones that are probably going to die from it. But follow the money, Oregon Education Association. It just goes on and on. And that's where if you're not willing to look at all those things and ask questions, then how can you be educated? I don't know. All right. I'll see you tonight at five o'clock right here.